Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coach, let's talk a little basketball, shall we? Let's do it. The uh, the Montana Grizzly men played Montana State 7 o'clock on uh, Saturday, and the only player that could buy a bucket was Kendall Manuel, and fortunately for Montana, he bought quite a number of them. He went 8 of 16 from the field. He went 3 of 6 from beyond the arc, and I think he had like 14 points in the first half of his, of his game-high 19 in a half that was 28 to 20. At halftime, I mean, the, the 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 Bobcats just there was just no answer offensively. Harold Frey was clearly not a hundred percent. I give him a ton of credit for going out there, and he was good in this basketball game, and he was great for sixty seconds of it, which we'll get to. But he was not himself and couldn't be, and and it it was it was clear. Also. Credit to the University of Montana defensively. That is where they absolutely keyed in, as you'll hear from from coaches and players in a moment. Uh, but that was that was they were great on that half of the ball, and consequently, uh, it was a, a an ugly game from you know the fluidity and the scoring standpoint of it. Uh, if you like physical basketball, if you like tough de- tough nosed defensive games, this was the game for you. But fifty nine fifty four, the final, a close competitive game, but ultimately. You know, as it came down to it, there was maybe one moment where you thought maybe Montana State could actually like kind of maybe even this thing up, and they they couldn't. And Montana, you know, once again gets a win and stays on top of the Big Sky Conference. I'll correct you. Manuel had twelve of his nineteen. The twelve. Okay. The reason that's of consequence is because all three of his second half field goals that he made, he pushed the Grizz lead to eight points. So 
So Is that Mo- right? Montana was with Montana State was within, within either six. five or six, yeah. and he pushed it to eight. Wow! So he hit dagger, dagger, dagger. But yeah, those are that's that separation between five and a five and a six point lead and an eight point lead. It's it's hugely significant in the psyche of a game. And the reason that's important is because Montana State, they pulled out all the stops. That was one of the most electric I've ever seen. Brick Breed and Fieldhouse was one of the best atmospheres. It's great. And it was absolutely the best non-Tyler Hall atmosphere that I've ever been in at the Brick. I mean, from, from the whiteout to everybody wearing the throwback Universal Athletic hats to, you know, a... a, a Community, the basketball community that was already a buzz because the Montana State women just had their way with the Lady Grizz. I think Bobcat fans relish that as much as anything because of yeah. just the years and years and years and years of dominance of Robin Selvig and the Lady Grizz over Montana State. The tables have completely turned. But then, you know, the Montana State women, they cut down the nets. And so then they're they're honored wearing their Big Sky Championship right. t-shirts. Five minutes Stand, into the big game. standing ovation, multiple standing ovations. Then the, four, the, uh, the under four media timeout right before halftime. Here comes the football team walking around with the Great Divide trophy. Got yep. guys doing backflips on the court. The place yeah. is going nuts. By the way, I thought one of those backflips was going to be a bowling ball to the pins that were the rest of the team. I mean, he comes at Dude, a run. and he almost didn't get it. Right. I mean, I thought we were going to see we could see an injury here. He, it was close. It was close. But yeah, it was, it was, it was again, a big moment in the room. You know, in terms of the energy and the excitement for for Bobcat fans right there. And I think that sometimes we take certain things for granted. Montana has dominated Montana State. Now, 19 out of 20, that is now, I mean, with the exception of the way that Montana has dominated Idaho State, there's really no other pair of teams in the entire league where one has had the upper hand as consistently over the other one. Mm. And then you talk about this, the in-state rivalry. I think that we... It's almost a foregone conclusion now that the Grizz are going to win these games. Therefore, we never really acknowledge. The football game has so much passion and energy behind it. So often being able to manage the moment is always a storyline, no matter what. Even if the teams are far apart in record or quality of play up to that point, who can manage the environment? For whatever reason, I think we just take for granted the way that the, this Grizz team or these this last several Grizz teams, I think this is one of the greatest testaments I could give to Travis DeCure, we never even acknowledge that the environment might throw these guys off. Yeah. They're so good that we just say, okay, did they play well or not? And if not, and basically we just say that they are the ones that control their whole destiny. At the end of the day, they're still kids. Isaiah Bridges is the MVP of the league in my mind right now. He was nervous. He was absolutely nervous mm-hmm. in this game. You could tell. He did not find a flow until the end. Yeah. Every time he was back on defense, he's yelling at himself, come on, Saeed, let's get this. And, and, and I think I, I want to say Saeed's nerves weren't about the environment per se, or it, it was, I think, a recognition of the end the and end. the last opportunity to do this. Not totally. because, oh, like, of course he knows what he's getting into. He knows what the, the, the deal is going to be like. And when you ha- when you really want to perform you press sometimes, you know, and he 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 ended up playing really well and was integral to this win, but wasn't himself. Some of that was Montana State, and some of that was him. Despite all that pageantry in the first half, Montana goes into the halftime with the lead. Montana State never had any semblance of momentum. Really, they were trapped. Montana was trapping Jabril Bello in the post. That really threw off Montana State's offensive flow. Harold Frey, he wasn't a hundred percent. So when they were trapping him off the ball screens up top. He couldn't turn the corner like he usually can. So Montana navigated the whole thing. Then at halftime, we saw the craziest thing we saw all day. Absolutely the craziest thing we saw all Joe, day. Joe, 
Joe, Joe Thompson. Joe Thompson. Now, now, almost everybody listening to this has to know this by now. I mean, it's like got millions of hits on yeah, yeah. social media. He's on Pat McAfee. But they, he's got to make five shots, and with each shot that he makes, they add another one to the dollar figure that they're going to give him. So if you make a layup, you get a buck. You make a free throw, now you got $11. You make a three-pointer, you got $111 and so on. So he gets up, you know, free throw, or layup, free throw, good. Three-pointer, I'm going, well, is he, what's he going to do? First first one didn't go in, and then he banked the second one in, and he's got, you know, a very sort of average-looking, you know, college kid shot who's not a basketball player, you know what I mean? Yep. But he got but he got it to go, and you're like, wow, 111 bucks, good for this kid. Goes back to half court. First half quarter. Bang. Good. And and the place is going crazy. So now he's got to run 90 to the other baseline, 94 feet, and you go, I can't believe this guy's walking out of here with like with over a grand. Like that's unbelievable. Now he can't even throw the basketball the length that you need to, to to make a full court shot. He's whipping this thing like it's not a shot put. It's not an over the hand like football deal. It's like a sideways turn whip, like almost a hammer throw, like a discus. Yeah. Yes, like a discus. That's what it was. It was a discus throw, and the first one. Not only doesn't get to half court, it goes into the media. <laughs> into the stands because he's trying to throw it so hard and he keeps sort of opening it up a little more, opening it up, and sort of by degrees gets closer and closer. Now he's on a 60 second clock. He made the first four shots. Quick. 12 seconds, 13 seconds. So yeah. he, he's back there. He's got like 35 seconds to, sh- to, to pull these. And you go, there's no way. There's no way. He's not close, not close, not close. And then all of a sudden, oh, he, that's a little closer. And then he gets one, and it's like, whoa, from my angle, the arc is right. Like, it's there. It was an air ball, but it was like on, like you're like, whoa. The second to last one as the clock is winding down, hit, did it hit the backboard? Hit the backboard. And you go, oh, my goodness. I mean, he's all of a sudden all over it. But there's just no way. I mean, you're throwing the ball so hard. There's no touch involved. I know, and I thought that he was going to throw his arm out because he, he, yes. he took like six or seven shots. Just ripping on this thing. Unbelievable. Off. I mean, hits the backboard, banks it in, pure as the day is long, and and easily the loudest moment of the entire day. Dude, I, I haven't cheered at a sporting event, a live sporting event, in 10 years. Absolutely. Because I'm always wearing a press pass. I don't have a rooting interest in any stuff. I just, I just enjoy watching sports. I fell out of my seat. I, I shoved my brother over the chairs in front of me. He was sitting, I was like on the third row. He was in the second row because he was just like, you know, recapping the first half or whatever. We were just BSing. And I like fell over the table and then yes. shoved him over the chairs. It's a, it was a, it was an unbelievable moment. The place went crazy. Jeff Choate, God bless him. I thought he was going to break this kid's hand <laughs> in high fives. I, Jeff, I mean, Choate was on SWX. He was on yes. SWX Montana doing a well, halftime interview. Right. He took the headphones <laughs> off, goes sprinting over here. Yes. So the kid Joe Thompson, he works at Montana. Or at least he did. He worked at Montana State up until very recently. I think he's still in school there, but he helps out with like some of the video work. And so these so the athletic department people know this kid yeah, too. So yeah. I think that made it even cooler. No, that was it was great. It so was then great. all of a sudden the place is just even more a buzz. Right. When the Grizz come out and they take every punch. They go on a I think a twelve nothing run to push it to as many as sixteen after the cats went on a little spurt. And then they kind of just kept it at 
10 for and, the whole rest of the game. And I give Montana State credit because they worked back into this thing. They were down double digits into the teens and got it back to four with like two minutes to play. And but just just couldn't quite close the deal. Let's hear from a couple of coaches here. We'll start with Danny Sprinkle, just talking about you know the loss and and what it is to 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 lose to obviously a very good team, but in the rivalry game. Anytime you lose, you know there's just so many things you look back on that you know could have changed. I mean, I think there was two minutes left and we cut it to four and kind of put a little bit of pressure on them. They missed the shot and got the offensive rebound. I think it was Carter. I think he's the one that got it and scored it to go back up six where. You get a stop and you come down and score. Now it's a one-possession game, and you know you never know what happens after that. But uh, you know, I was proud of our guys for you know fighting back. You know, because it's not an easy team to fight back against. You know, I mean, it's the best defensive team in the league. You know, and I thought, I thought they were terrific tonight uh, defensively. So there you go, uh, Danny Sprinkle talking about that um defense he was asked specifically you know about the defense and what makes it so tough i thought it was i thought his answer was was uh, worth listening to i think just you know their pressure they were there on every catch you know and they 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 would double herald and they would kind of we call it full rotate like they'd even have their five man coming out of the hole closing out to laden in the corner and he was there every time you know they were on point and they, they were sharper than us defensively i know that i don't even have to watch the film to, to say that um you know, they just, they're seniors, their seniors made plays, you know. I mean, Pritch is just a problem to guard anyways, you know. We tried doubling him last game, and he diced us up because he can pass it. Tonight, we tried to play him straight up. And, you know, he's just, he's just a damn good player. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. You know, it's interesting, too. I mean, he points outside Pridget specifically, who didn't have his best night, as we talked about, and yet defensively, he probably had a really good night uh, and still causes problems in general. He spent a lot of time talking about the defense there. The opening statement for Travis DeCure, guess what he keyed in on? How do you win? Defense wins games. Um, there will be nights where we struggle a little bit offensively. Uh, 48% is good for us, and uh, it's grabbing where we're 49 on the season. Um, but to hold an opponent under 40, you're always going to have a chance, right? We forced quite a few turnovers, which we, we was part of the game plan. Um, the biggest thing for us is adversity, right? 
and uh, I thought we did a good job of handling it tonight. We could have been a little better in some stretches, but we snapped out of it. And the seniors, they helped us finish the job. They bent a little bit, but they didn't break. And uh, that's an ex- that's a sign of a champion. Three, all three of the seniors. I mean, when you only score fifty nine points, mm-hmm. those guys combined for count them up forty two of them. Mm-hmm. Jared Samson had ten, Side Bridget had thirteen, and Kendall Manuel had nineteen. So even though there was no real runs or no real um I mean, there's a couple momentum swings but not really this was a pretty this was a grinded this out a basketball ugly game, game yeah, man yeah, i mean yeah. i think the bobcats intentionally wanted to make it ugly and slow it down a little bit i said it before on the show and i'll say it again man danny sprinkle deserves a ton of credit cuz i mean honestly they're just not very talented they they, they don't have they don't have uh, the, those guys, they don't have that level of players broadly of the, you know, the, in the big side. There's some good players, but I was also thinking this. And I'm going to ask yeah. Sprinkle this tomorrow morning when we talk to him. When you just look at their roster on paper, you see Jabril Bello and you see Devin Kirby. Those mm-hmm. two guys give them unique size for the Big Sky Conference. No one else in the league has two athletic six foot nine to six foot eleven guys. Kirby is the tallest player in the league besides that Oregon State kid. Uh, Adam Wilson, I think is his name. Justin Wilson. Uh, Jack Wilson, excuse me. There you go. From Idaho, who's an Oregon State transfer. He's a true seven-footer. Besides that, Kirby's the second tallest guy in the league. But they don't play well together. It, it, it just clogs it up. And I think it clogs it up for Harold Frey, too. Bello is a planet-on-the-block post-up guy. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he, I only remember him passing out of the double team they were running maybe twice the mm-hmm. whole game. He's not a passer. He's nothing but... Give me the ball. I'm going to score the ball when I get the shot. That's good. He's powerful. He can do it. But against traps and stuff like that, it's going to make it muddied a little bit. Devin Kirby averaged like seven or eight points per game last year on with the ability to make one shot, the dunk off the pick and roll. Yeah. They don't run that anymore. I And that's, I mean, where was Harold Frey at his best? Ball screen? Yeah. And then either get to the mid-range, get to the rim, or throw the oop. They tried to do it once, and who was there? Saeed Pridget totally. to knock the thing away. But yeah, I mean, we haven't it, seen much of that It's just interesting because they, they have this, what you'd think would be an advantage, and it just it's not really an advantage yeah. for them. I think it clogs it up for Held Frey. I think it clogs it up for Amin Adamu. And I think it, it, again, I think he deserves a ton of credit because the fact that they're sitting in eight at 8-8 eight eight in league, they have a winning record overall, they're overachieving because they have some pieces. All those guys I just named are all talented players. I'm just not sure how well they go together. I mean, Adamu is a Freak athlete. I mean, he might be the best athlete in the entire right. league. Wait, his steel slam dunk at the other end. I mean, he's 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 not taller than me. No, he's only six one, probably. I mean, yeah, six feet. So I mean, he's he, not. We're 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 right there, and uh, he's got a little more bounce than I've got. <laughs> and his motor is insane. Yeah, but again, like I just don't think that like, him with Frey is not like that good of a combo. But, again, this is the deep. This is the thing. Thirty five percent from the field. Montana State in this game. Three for 20 from beyond the arc. And at one point, Layden Ricketts and Caleb Bellis were both in the basketball game, as well as Amin Adama. The, the, the They worked the ball around to all three of those guys in a sequence, and it was inside your jersey defense when Ricketts and Bellis touched the basketball from whoever was guarding them. They were just, it was an absolute, you are not getting a shot off deal. The ball goes in the corner to, to Amin Adamu. Every like they just said yes. This is what we want. You shoot the three. 
we're going to go get a rebound. And they just immediately, and like, and they're like, you know, if he makes that shot, so be it. We want him to take it. You know what? He went over four from beyond the arc. And he's a tremendous athlete, but he's not a great finisher yet. He could be, but, you know, the, he's a great it, finisher when he gets to the rim. He settles for that stupid 10 foot, 12 foot pull up. And, and, he, all the and time. he doesn't make it. He doesn't make it right. enough to right. make it worth your while. And so, you know, it's, it's a good scout. You know, you know, when these guys are on the floor, these are the guys that can hurt us from outside. So let them, let, you know, it's, it's, you're coercing the guys you want to shoot the ball to shoot the ball at that point. Um, last. Cat Grizz game of the regular season, and even if they meet in Boise, it's just not the same. You know, when you're talking totally. about a home environment and 7,000 people and the whole thing is a great environment, uh, uh, you know, both in Missoula and in Bozeman. And this, in in that regard, is the last one for Saeed Pridgett and Kendall Manuel. They were both asked about this rivalry and, and what it's meant to them. Special, I guess, because being a Montana kid, this is what you live for, and it's uh, what rivalries are all about. So it's, it's something I'll never forget, and uh, I'm very thankful to be in Montana. It's a, it's a bittersweet situation, you know, because not many places you could be a play again, have an environment like this, even at our, at our house. So just not did not know if you'd be able to play another rivalry game like this. It's kind of tough. So there you go. Uh, Kendall Manuel says it's special, and. Said Bridges, bittersweet, man. I I I want to keep it going with this, and, and it's cool. I thought, by the way, we don't we don't have it here, but I thought Amin Adamu's reaction too was great in the press conference where he was asked about, it and he's like, "Look, there's not very many people, even if they're playing basketball, they get to play in a game like this. Yep. It doesn't exist." And so for is you know he said he's a blessing for me to be able to just be on the floor and play in this game even though you know it didn't didn't go the way and I, and I think that's great perspective from from a, a young man from uh the UK right isn't he he is from from from, uh, from 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 England so uh that was very cool uh as well and again it was a, it was a great environment back to the game though specifically it's two telling one is 1029 ESPN radio Harold Frey had 18 points four rebounds three assists but he had nine points through the first about 38 minutes and then did what had what I think is my my favorite characteristic about him, and he's got plenty of them. But his team is down, the game is slipping away, and even you know the bad ankle and everything. He says, "No, th- we're not done yet. This is not over. I'm taking care of this." And on a night where the Cats were three of twenty from beyond the arc, Harold Frey steps up and knocks down a 28-foot three from straight away. I mean, he was five feet beyond the arc and buries it and gets the crowd into it. Next possession, they get a stop, comes down, and one at the hoop, makes the shot. Six points, he goes on his own personal 6-0 run. Then it wasn't the following possession, but the, 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 the next one, another and one. He scored nine points in 60 seconds of game time to make this thing, and you go, oh man, All after all this, I think right there, it was a four-point game with maybe 60 seconds to go, and it was all Harold Frey. So I want it, you know, in the in the presser, just ask him about that stretch. How are you able to sort of find that moment within yourself to push this game when really it, it wouldn't have even been in doubt? Yeah, it's nice to see it finally going through the basket. Um... Maybe I should have been more aggressive earlier on, uh, but yeah, this it just wasn't how it, the game panned out. But yeah, it's too little, too late. Um, I think we did 
think, it, especially at times, I think we play really good defense, but we just couldn't take advantage of those stops we were getting um, on the offensive end, um, and that hurt us in the end. Yeah, you know, it was. I mean, you kind of deflected a little bit, uh, you know, talking about it, but it is. I mean, there's certain guys who meet the moment, and Harold Frey has consistently met the moment, even when, again, you know, the, the, it's it's the talent pool isn't what it is in terms of just the whole 13 you know 13 player group that it is in some other places he has you know answered the bell in a way that uh you know any coach would just will love to have i i can already tell you i'm going to predict the future right now king of norway if the if the big sky coaches don't vote him first team all league i'm going to freak out on this show like if somebody else from a team with a lesser record, I don't even care what you're no. saying. I mean, right now, it, only they're alone in fifth place, so he can't be the MVP, but he's the most valuable player in the league to his team. He's the most important player in the league. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I, I mean, there's they are like 0 4 if they don't have him. <laughs> right. He He's so tough that on a second deep three point attempt, the defender ran under him and he landed on the ankle. And he yes. played the last two minutes and five seconds of this game. He couldn't even play on defense. He, he, yes. Check out and then check back in. And they were fouling and they were doing that whole game, but he was still the guy to spring off the ball up mm-hmm. the court on offense. And I mean, he could barely even walk and he was yeah. still getting and ones. Impressive. I felt really bad for Harold Frey after the game only because he's such a classy kid. And you could tell he was just devastated. It was, it, it hurt. It was really yeah. hard to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, on the other side of that coin, though. Uh, Saeed Pridgett and Kendall Manuel, yet another win. Ask Saeed Pridgett just about the grind that this game was. He did work through it, but it took him some time to sort of get into a bit of a flow. That's what he had to say. Uh, like Kendall said before, uh, me and him both take on the scoring for our team, but just knowing, like, if it's not my night, I got to be able to accept that and just let my teammates work it out and see who, who can be the next high hand. So just knowing, I started off kind of well in the post, so and then they started kind of helping off and doubling me and just being there with my spots that I wanted to get to. So I kind of just had to back off and let my, my teammates take over the game on their own. Well, they, they did that, and I wouldn't say that he backed off, but I understand what he's saying. You know, he, he took a majority of his shots in the first half and then was more of a facilitator in the second half. But really, it was Kendall Manuel's night. He had 19 points, as we talked about, 13 of them in the first half. He scored, you know, 20 from, for Montana State. He's got 13 of them alone by himself for the Grizzlies, and the Grizz only had 28 you know, going into the break as well. So he was a critical facet in their success, not just in this game, but in sort of keeping them above water and where they wanted to be heading into halftime. Asked him if he was able to sort of sense the reality that, you know, the scoring was going to fall to him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in, if we're struggling on offense, I know either side he's going to step up and make plays or I'll step up and make plays. That's just, just how it's been this whole year. And uh, tonight was just one my night, and uh, I got it, got it done. And I got I got good guys around me that find me when I'm when I'm going and stuff. And so, like Coach said, we were trying to draw a play. Sometimes they worked, sometimes they didn't, but we were finding the open man. So that's what was important. There you go, Kendall Manuel, two tell new one is one two nine ESPN Radio. On the other side. The Grizzlies are now 13-3 and three in Big Sky Conference play. Montana State is 8-8. Eight and eight. Still tied for fifth and uh, in position to get a bye in Boise. Where does this game and this weekend leave these two teams, though, in the last two weeks of the season? We'll discuss right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite – 
water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. want to talk about where this weekend leaves uh, uh, these two teams in the last uh, two weeks of this season. For Montana, they keep pace because Northern Colorado and Eastern Washington both won on Saturday as well. So the Grizzlies are up by a game on those two uh, on those two teams. Montana State, they dropped both games uh, this weekend, and it's a tough weekend. I don't know that it's entirely unexpected to go on the road to Portland State and then turn around and play Montana, but it's it, it is what it is. They though are still. Tied with Portland State for fifth place in the Big Sky Conference at eight and eight, they are still you know absolutely uh, in in the running for a bye, which at the end of the day is kind of what it's all about. But as you look at the last two weeks, they go on the road this week, the Cats and the Grizz, and then will return home to uh, Bozeman and Missoula respectively for the last two games against two good teams. By the way, in Northern Colorado and Southern Utah on that last homestand, where are you at with these two schools as we head in the stretch run here of uh, the regular season? Well. The Grizz are going to get the best shot of several good teams. I mean, everybody that they play, even though Sac State's record is not great, Montana has <clears throat> always had problems playing at the nest. Sac State has a lot to play for still. They're 7-10 and 10 in league, so a strong finish. They could get themselves up to maybe the middle part of the league, the sixth spot. I mean, the five is probably a little bit unrealistic, depending on what everybody else does, but not completely, yeah. especially because they play the Cats. And so if they were to knock off the Cats and the Grizz, now all of a sudden Stack, Zach is back in the mix for sure. Montana struggled at the nest traditionally. This year's Cat team, the best matchup in the league for them is Sac State. So that could be a game where they could get rolling a little bit. But we'll see. I mean, to me... I think the Grizz can taste it. I think that they've got their last real hurdle out of the way with the rivalry game. And now I think they can just really work on peaking. And so I think that uh, they they have a real chance to, to run it the rest. I mean, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, what do you think? Going If they were to run the table, they go on the conference tournament on a 10-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? I'm not sure. Sometimes I think let's let's put it like this. I think it matters for some teams. I think for other teams it doesn't matter as much. And sometimes I don't think you know the answer until the end. Right. Um as usual, I often think too much is made of this stuff, but there is no question that losing a game late if you're a good team is a great motivational factor for a coach to use and I don't think anybody is able to manufacture that better at this point than Travis DeCure. Yep. The only thing is this at Northern Colorado and at Sacramento State I, I don't think those are games that the Grizzlies are going to lose. Like at Northern Arizona you mean? 
What did I say? Northern Colorado. I'm sorry. At Northern nor, at Northern Arizona and at Sacramento State, they're better than those two teams. They've already beat them. I understand when you go on the road, like you said, the nest has been historically, you know, a tough place to play. But I don't think Sacramento State's as good as they've been. You know, Justin Strange, you know, graduate and so forth. So I, I like Montana to win both those games. Northern Colorado is the be- to me the next best team in the conference, and I can't wait to see them play live in Missoula on on uh, March the fifth. Travis DeCure does not lose to teams that he's already lost to in the regular season. That that has been generally the case because he's going to go back to that film in Greeley, especially now in Missoula, and go. You think you're the best team, but guess what? You're 0-1 against this team. They're better than you. So prove to me that they're not. True. The Southern Utah game I find to be very interesting. Yeah, they're, the Southern Utah um, is struggling all of a sudden. They, they, they've, they've lost four in a row. I think that they're really having some rotation issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johnny Knight the third is a he's a Pac-12 transfer coming off the bench, but now he's not coming off the bench. But then sometimes he is still, and nobody really knows what his role is. But I mean, he's their leading scorer, and sometimes yeah. that's in starter minutes, sometimes it's not. And they just I think that there's only one basketball right, and uh, here's Southern the, Utah they just have a lot of options. And but I think sometimes that's not not necessarily a good thing. The, the only thing I'd say is, as far as that goes is this: if those are the Southern Utah. One thing you can say for sure is they are tremendously talented. They are one of the most talented teams. You just talk about the individuals in the Big Sky Conference. Okay. Yeah, they, when you I mean, are they have seven real deal games. When you are Montana or or Montana State. That hurts you the most against those teams because even when it's not going well, when they get into an environment where all of a sudden it matters to them because they're playing a really good team like the Grizzlies and in a, in, a, in front of four or five thousand people like you would expect to be at the last you know game of the season, they're going to be up for that game and all of a sudden if they can tap into and harness the talent, they can play if I might say it like this, the most better, you know, further above what they have been in those sorts of games. So, you know, look, if Southern Utah loses their next three and rolls into Missoula on a seven-game losing streak, you know, maybe they're throwing in the towel. I don't know. But their talent says that they're better than what they are, which does happen, and we'll see if they can turn it around. But I think, I mean, if you're going to ask me, is that a losable game for Montana? Yes, yes, there is I could see a, you know, a scenario in which Southern Utah wins the last game of the season in Missoula. I could see that. And I don't know, like you said, that might not necessarily be a bad thing in the, in the grand scheme. That does depend on how the seeds are shaping up. David points out John Knight actually went to Utah, Utah State, excuse me, he's a Utah State transfer, so that's not a Pac-12, it's Mountain West. I get, I get confused because there's only one guy in Southern Utah's rotation well, that's not a transfer. So by Mountain West, you mean the actual best conference in the West. <laughs> right. With well, San I mean, Diego Utah State, State might be the best program in the West going right now. Uh, I mean, is there San Diego a State, right. San Diego State, Utah State, and Gonzaga. I mean, I, just, I get crossed up because every guy on Southern Utah is a transfer, so it's yes, hard to keep it all straight. I understand. I mean, they literally Don't do disrespect have... disrespect BYU. <laughs> yeah, no, true. <laughs> I mean, BYU is. Good. Isn't it BYU Gonzaga this week? BYU knocked off Gonzaga at BYU. Oh, so that already happened. Top 20. That already happened. Very good. Wow. Good for the Cougs. Interesting. Okay. But in any case, I think that Montana State is the team that needs to navigate this schedule. Yes. 
The Cats, even though they're tied with Portland State, they Portland State has a tiebreaker because they swept them. They swept Montana State this year. So it's like being a game behind. Right. Or you, yeah. Montana State beat Northern Arizona, beat Southern Utah, and beat Sacramento State the first time around, each of those three matchups. Can they replicate it? I'm not sure. I, are they? Because I, I, these, are, these are very interesting games for the Cats because I don't think the Cats are more talented than any of the teams right. that they're playing. Right. NAU is is a very interesting team. They have some dudes, and, they, and they're playing above their head now, and a lot of it's just the coaching change, I think. This this weekend right now, this week, this road trip is just titanic, huge for Montana State. Yep. They're tied with Portland State. I don't know what Portland State's schedule is coming down the stretch. We'll take a look at it. But they have to win to me both of these games. Because these are the two of the these are the two weaker teams in your last four, and you know you got to go on the road. That's the way it plays out. But you you just have to beat Sacramento State and Northern Arizona. If you're a team that that is going to get a buy that deserves a buy, then these are games that you got to win. And Portland State, you know, is not going to lose. You know, there you can't rely on them to go one and three down the stretch or whatever it Portland is. Portland State's at Idaho State at Weber State versus Northern Arizona versus Sac State. Okay, so they have the same two teams, but at home. But they also have Idaho State and Weber State at home. In, in Excuse me, they're on the road at those two, at and then they're two. at home, Northern Arizona, yeah. Sac State. So, I mean, Portland State... Portland State is you would got you have to say they're going to win two games at a minimum of their last four and probably more, right? For Montana State, you got to win these games this weekend, man, because Northern Colorado in Bozeman on the last game of the season, good luck. Harold Frey scored five points at Northern Colorado. Now certainly Coach Sprinkle and you know Harold Frey on a senior night, you know. In, in Bozeman, it's going to be a different game, and they're going to have a game plan adjustment. But Northern Colorado is a good team. Bodie Hume, I mean, they're, they're, they they got players now there. So, you know, that if if you have to beat Northern Colorado to get a bye on the last game of the season, that's a big ask, man. Totally. You got you, you, especially if Northern Colorado's in the mix. I mean, what if Northern Colorado was to win on Thursday in Missoula, right. and now all of a sudden they're tied with the Grizz? I mean, they could be in the mix for the championship. Oh, absolutely, it could be a championship game for them. So that it, that is a that's you need to stack up some W's now. That's what I'm saying for Montana State. Sue Tell Me Want Us One Two Nine ESPN Radio. Take a quick break. It was a great weekend for Coulter and I. I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Why? Right after this. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. 
At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online all the time, safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. First of all, it's a great weekend because it's a Cat Grizz weekend. Uh, Coulter, you were in Bozeman on Friday. And then they're through until uh, Sunday morning, Sunday mid-morning. I, w- I drove over on Saturday morning for the games. Took the whole family with me, which is great. So you could kind of work these things into like a little mini vacation, you know, got a hotel room and did the deal. And brought the whole crew, kids and all, to the women's game. And they had a great time there. It's fun to get the kids involved in the thing. By the way, got to say, too. Shout out to uh, Montana State and what they do from a family standpoint. Now, I'm about to give somebody, probably probably Nick Chakota here, about $20 million. But I know I'm never going to do it, so I'm not afraid to share. Someone, please, build a restaurant and a little bar, something nice, that has an entirely separate and safe children's area. Let them go run around, put like one person in there, you know, an employee to hang out or whatever. If you, I mean, there's a couple places that have it, right, Coulter? There's a couple places that have it. But if you are a, a family, I have I have decided not to go out to eat so very many times because I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this. And other people at other tables don't want to deal. And I got good kids. I love the kids, you know. But it's just a lot, you know. If there was a space for them while I'm eating food, oh, forget about it. I'd get a season pass to that restaurant. <laughs> so anyway, that's the one. Th- but when you go to Montana State and Brick Breed and Fieldhouse, they got the bouncy houses for free for the kids to play in. They got cornhole out there for, for whoever, but for the kids. They have an entire arts and crafts area. Now, I don't know if this is just from Cat Grizz games. I don't think that it is. May, I don't know, but they got, you know, tables set up. With, they even had like free, like little slices of cake and stuff for the kids and stuff. Now, the room, it's an indoor a track and field room. So it certainly has a lot more space that's unused behind the bleachers and in the areas and stuff. But I, like, you know, you don't get that in Missoula. You don't get that a lot of places. So a tip of the cap to them, because when you go with your family, you know, the kids of a certain age, they can't do the whole game. They're not going to sit in their seat and, you know, watch this thing. You know, they they want, they got to move around. So uh, anyway, that was cool. That was a highlight. Then the, there's a reason that Montana State's averaging 2,500 fans a game for women's, right? Because the matinee is just—it's like a great family experience. It's unbelievable. You can go yes. watch the game, and then you can also—I mean, my brother brings my brother goes to these games, and he's working, and he brings his older son. Yep. Just just because there's so much stuff to do, you say, "Hey, you just go play over there for a little yep. while. Dad's right here." Okay. Yep. You know, it's it's great. So uh, the games were a lot of fun. Uh, they they went, you know, the way you kind of maybe expected them to go at some did, level. Yep. Um, but it's all, you know, the atmosphere, the environment. Joe Thompson, again, huge shout. I mean, uh, just to watch, to watch a guy make for $10,000 what he netted off of that shot, a full court banking shot. It should be worth 100 grand, man. I mean, the odds of that going in, are you kidding me? It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, it's it just doesn't even seem possible. But he hit it, and so shout out to him. And then, yeah, you and I, we drive back to Missoula on Sunday. 
You came over to the house about five o'clock. We went out about six o'clock. We managed to get ourselves into the Adams Center at about seven o'clock, and we walked, watched Breaking Benjamin and Corn. I didn't really watch much of Corn. I think I saw of the actual concert probably a grand total of about eight to nine minutes because I was, you know, upside down. I've been knocked over to the ground. Now I got my, you know, face stuck in somebody's back. You know, this is, oh, it's great. <laughs> Just loving it. Loving it. Yeah, it was a great weekend, man. The uh, the Montana State Athletics Hall of Fame banquet was a uh, true pleasure as right. well. You know, I was I was teasing Bobby Daly. You know, Bobby and I were buddies in Bozeman when I first moved there before he was even coaching of any sort. He was just selling insurance, and uh, he wanted to get back into it, and he started coaching at Bozeman High. But I was teasing him. I said, man, this is the first time I've actually ever really felt old because I got a buddy that's going into a Hall of Fame. <laughs> we're actually like real adults now. But... Uh, <laughs> The Hall of Fame banquet was was great. Uh, I wish my phone wouldn't have ran out of memory because Dane Fletcher's speech was so funny. He gets mm-hmm. up there and he says, I didn't prepare anything. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a loose cannon. <laughs> and then my phone went on. That's where I ran out of memory. And I was like, no. And then he just went nuts. And it was so funny. Yeah. But those Hall of Fame's banquets, too, are always so interesting because I always learn about somebody I didn't know about before. Here's one for you. Ellie Rudy, pole vaulter, Montana State. Everybody knows she's the only female to ever win a national championship. Yeah. Bobcat track and field. There's something way more amazing than national championship. She swept the Big Sky Conference championships for the duration of her career. She won indoor and outdoor for four years in a row. She went eight for eight. In a sport like pole vault, where if you just miss at the wrong time, it's over. You're done. How amazing is that? It's amazing. She was the she was the Big Sky Athlete of the Week twenty one times. Twenty one times. How many <laughs> oh, weeks was she even competing? Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was like jaw dropped. I was like, you cannot dominate your sport. I was telling Bobby. I said, you guys, all American the FCS. You ain't got nothing on this lady. Yeah. This lady is killer. Right. But uh, no, I, I thought the f- basketball games. I thought the Bobcats did a great job of throwing a great show. I thought it was a really exciting, great atmosphere. You can just tell Bozeman is just a buzz right now, man. It's uh, the the campus, the town, everything's just booming. I am tired, though, of the new construction for, like, grocery stores or drug stores. Like, you know, I like things that are nice. Who doesn't? That's the that's why you use the word nice to describe them. But, I mean, really? We're going to do a $2 million you know, new building on a sunglasses hut? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, true. where's the character? It's true. It's true. But the homogenization is exhausting. It is. We could do a whole radio show. Oh, man. The perils and pluses and minuses. The and number of hours you and I have spent overlaying these two cities, their, posit- their pluses and, and, and minuses, tell you what, there's a lot of things to like in the state of Montana. There's a couple things that you kind of go, well, okay. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 